share um, a few of our favorite memories because yes. I know we both have we both have some we want to share. We have some silly ones. We have silly and serious, so go for it. Okay. We can just kind of go back and forth on these. Yeah. I, um, one thing that was huge in our household that Miss Carla here really <laughs> made sure was a national holiday was November 1st. Yes. Um, you, 6 a.m., blasting the Christmas music uh-huh. through the house. We, I mean, she would go all out. Like, we would have Christmas, like, breakfast uh-huh yeah like smiley pancakes little christmas with little santa hats oh uh-huh. yeah it was like a whole thing like christmas a, plates yeah christmas mug uh-huh. um like the whole ordeal and um i have carried that on um and she mails me christmas decor <laughs> to college yes uh for november 1st uh-huh. so that's like a a very fond memory um again more dance parties and yes goofy times um and yes, even though I'm an empty nester and they're not here, you can bet it still happens. My husband is begging me if we can start it like June or July or August. Yeah, um. <laughs> he just loves it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's kind of not quite on board with that, but I think he yeah. pretends. I think he truly secretly likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Deep down, he yeah. does. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, what about you? What's in Um I have so many, so <laughs> many that I want to share and I almost just start laughing just looking at the one. Um, but I'm just going to touch on a, a few of the favorites before I get to my all-time favorite. But as I was thinking about it and looking at some pictures, some of my favorites are Mary Grace. I have pictures of her baking in the kitchen. She she thought she was the world-famous baker. She watched all the baking shows, cupcake shows. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know. The name. But she would... If you know, you know. Yeah. She would be in her little apron and her chef's hat, all the gear, <laughs> standing on her stool, making all the... Making the biggest mess ever, which you, you moms know, and you have to kind of let it go. Um, getting her fingers stuck in an easy bake oven to a world of screaming and panic. This was very, I was very young guys. I don't need the stool anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't need the stool. Um, but the baking memories are so sweet. And then along with that, when she went through a phase of literally thinking like she was Laura Ingalls and it was everything little house on the prairie and i'm talking everything we had the show on 24 7 we had the books you did a homeschool study i did uh, wait no that was on american that was Girls. american girl Doll. yes um i have a story about that too but <laughs> everything was all about the ingles and so our dear friends when her daughters were younger they used to sew and make clothes so they had like the whole little house on the prairie ensemble. Like we are talking dresses, aprons, bonnets. And so they let Mary Grace borrow some and she lived in these little houses. <laughs> she lived in these clothes, got up in the morning. I'm not kidding you. If I if we were on video and live, I would show a picture. She would she would put the dress on, put the apron, put the boots. I mean, we're talking the lace-up boots. She had to have those. And she'd put the bonnet. She would come grab a basket and go out and collect the eggs 
which really she went to the fridge, took them out, put them in a basket. <laughs> and she would, she would go to the front door and knock on the door and deliver our eggs for the day. And it was the cutest, sweetest thing. And not only that, but that bonnet was her very favorite thing. And she wore it all the time. So the day she stopped wearing that was one of the saddest days of my life. It just kind of ended. And here's the thing with this. <laughs> this is so vulnerable. Um, I was so embarrassed about this phase of my life um, because it's, you know. It was so sweet. Um, but I discovered that this was a universal experience for <laughs> girls. I don't know what like Whatever year that would be. Yeah. But I, I don't remember where I was recently, but... I was talking to some friends and we were just like reminiscing of like our childhoods and like the things we like to do and play with and like all of that. And one girl started talking about her little house on the prairie phase. <laughs> and I was like, no way. Like I thought I was the only one. Did, did she take it to the full level <laughs> you did though? I did, but that's, yeah. that's my personality. It's, yeah. It's, You're all in. I'm all in. When yeah. I'm in, I'm yeah. all in. But it was, it was such a sweet phase. Wow. So that is one of my sweetest memories of you and always a memory it's with with all of you is going to get in the christmas tree we get a real tree every year and my kids had to miss it this year as they're growing up but my my hubby still took me um but even that was just even although one year i probably could have killed them all because everybody was complaining and it was taking me too long to pick the tree out. So I She's got in the really car. High standards. I got in the car a little mad and um, I, I didn't want to get a tree. So the yeah. Christmas that... spirit was low that year. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, sweet memories of just always going and getting the tree. And even though they'd be like, oh yeah, mom wants to go get the tree. Secretly, they all love it. They just, they just sometimes don't know it. Um, the American Girl Doll trip. So oh. when, when Mary Grace was full on in American Girl Dolls, and we had quite a few, we, her and I took a little trip to, did we go to the one in Houston? Houston. Yeah. And spent the night and went and did the full tea with the dolls at the table, um, the store, but in the hotel room, she had the dolls. Every one of them came with us. <laughs> the room service lady. The room came. service lady. She had dolls lined up on the wall. And the lady was like, <laughs> so concerned. <laughs> then she moved the the American Girl dolls to her bed with her, and um, like, that was our weekend. Were you ever like concerned? Trip. No, I was never concerned. I used to do the same thing with Barbies <laughs> and dolls. So it's just it a, was like girlhood. It like is. Being a girl. It was a sweet sweet time those were some of the the younger younger memories and then some of the older um your wisdom teeth will forever be a favorite oh yeah uh she is one of those that um oh my gosh i have video and pictures she was so loopy and so funny um that that was a good memory. Okay, here's the thing with getting my wisdom teeth out, though, is I put my phone, I turned my phone off, like locked it, like shut it down and put it in her purse because I was like, mom, like I cannot be like <laughs> texting yeah. people and yeah, like I don't want to do things I regret. <laughs> but I got I'm it out. all documented on my and, own phone. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. I don't know if you remember this, but... The first thing I did when I got in the car was 
pull my phone yeah. out of your purse and turn it on. And you said nothing. Yeah. And you did nothing. And I, to this day, have no idea if I, like, like, his Snapchat was, like, the thing. And I don't, I still have no idea, like, if I sent something. You were sit, you were in that passenger seat and you would talk to your phone. I was vlogging. And you would talk to it and then you would doze off for a minute and then you would come back and then i mean it i was driving and just about peeing my pants it was so funny yeah in um, the videos she's like half like concerned <laughs> like yeah. hey you need to yeah like, you probably should put that sleep. up now and then half like dying laughing yeah. yeah that was that was good um one of our sweetest memories is a san diego trip that, oh, that we took fun. together um, just you and I, and that was that was a fun time. Beautiful hotel and lots of good food, and yeah, um, that was sweet. But my all time, the last one I have on here, my all time favorite memory, and and like this shouldn't be my favorite compared to all those, like San Diego trip or something like that, should, right. or coming to see you in South Africa yeah. should be something I'm talking about, uh-huh. but I'm not. Instead, I want to talk about the Target trip. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's putting me on blast right now. Yeah. And <laughs> and most of you aren't going to think this is funny, I'm guessing, no. but you had to be there because she was at that age where she got embarrassed over everything. Everything. How old was yeah. I? Like early middle school maybe yeah i mean the years where like you're so embarrassed by your parents and everything we do is annoying Uh and so we're in target (laughs) i remember kind of by the shoes but it was near the the pajama section and there were all these pajamas hanging there and you you went running over and you were like look mom and she literally (laughs) tripped and fell into the giant leopard footy pajamas and i mean ate it into was, the pajamas it was during the ugg era not yeah. like right now where they're like cute it was like the uggs like yeah. you know what i'm talking about yeah um and they were so slippery yeah and i don't know why i'm so excited <laughs> you were so excited <laughs> over those pajamas ran. and this other woman like started laughing at yeah. me and it was so <laughs> i was over by the shoes i was tears <laughs> I was laughing so hard. She was beyond mortified. Oh, I was if, if livid. You, you listeners out there with, with kids around that age know what I'm talking about when they get so embarrassed by you. And she was so mad at me. She stomped off angry and in Target and went somewhere. And like literally I had to contain myself. I couldn't tell this story for the longest time because I would just die laughing. Oh, yeah. And so the best part was, oh, she came. <laughs> I still, when I think about it, she came back and I looked at her and I literally just went, <laughs> and I lost it. I couldn't even look at her. And she got so mad again and stormed off. And I'm thinking, okay, Carla, you've got to pull it together as a mom. She needs you to support her right now. But literally, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And when she came back, I just couldn't even talk about it. Because anytime I even thought about the pajamas, um, 
I just, I would bust out laughing. Oh my gosh. So it is clearly one of my favorite all time. It, that story will go down in history. Yeah. Why? It's so funny. I think you just had to be there. So if yeah. you were in that Target that day yeah. and you saw, like that was me. Yeah. If you were and the lady laughing at Mary Grace, she was okay very now. mad at like, you. I, I very much laugh about it now. Yeah. And um, it was I have grown and I do not take myself as seriously as, what was that, like 10 year old me? Yeah. I would then. still laugh just as hard. Um, if you did that now, oh, pr- harder yeah, for sure, We'd probably be, even oh, harder. On the floor, yeah, literally. Yeah, so that was so that was mine. I'm sure I have a million, million more, but those were, you know, the question was, what are some of your favorite memories of each other? And those are just a few, aside from just daily stuff. And I know you've yeah. got a couple of my favorites too, yeah, that you want to share. But aside from just daily. <laughs> making bowls together and watching shows together yeah and like we're just normal people yeah like we just live life just like yes you and, and that's <clears throat> our favorite yeah. thing too is just yeah stuff like that yeah for sure um i think in closing of this question um one of my favorite memories was good friday of was that 2020 uh-huh. yeah um this was like we still talk about this day it was a really really sweet day for yeah. us and um I was walking through a really really sweet season with the Lord and I was 17 and um I had just gone through a lot of really challenging high school things and um I was so madly in love with the Lord and was it was just a very, very sweet season of life. And through that season of life, our relationship got so much stronger because I was exiting my rebellious phase. Yes, she was finally coming around <laughs> the mama side. Around <laughs> and um, I really admired her and I was like, oh my goodness, like this woman is so cool. Like, yeah, I'm not so bad. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was really sweet. So Good Friday was like right in the middle of covid yes and um we it really wasn't even that like extreme of a day no we but it was some sort of turning point in our relationship and we just got so close that day and um we fasted together and that was really beautiful um to just seek the lord in that unique kind of way together um and it was good friday and um, I don't know. Do you have anything? We else went on a couple walks together. Yeah, we were like trying to get. Yeah, we were hungry. <laughs> we were so hungry. <laughs> we were, and we had like into we had time with the Lord alone. I remember the weather was beautiful, perfect. I remember sitting on the front porch mm-hmm. reading. You would be doing your thing, but then we would come together, and then we would go apart again, mm-hmm. and we were just already just drooling over dinner coming yeah. soon, and. The, the Lord gave us the most incredible sunset yeah, that night. Yeah, we have pictures of that. I have pictures so of that on the back of our property. And um, it, it was just amazing. And then one of our favorite things to do together is make our homemade pizzas. And we had made yeah. those, right? Mm-hmm. And well, that's what we had. Mm-hmm. And so we made our homemade pizza, which it's really good. We really should market these. Oh, totally. Um, but and they are they are good. Um, what we would call quote unquote healthy pizzas. And uh, we had that. And then that night, I don't even remember. Did we watch a movie or something? I can't remember, but kind of the same thing I was saying. Like we're just normal people. Yeah. Like, it was just your average, like not average, but it was just another day. 
But there was um, just something so special about it. It was so sweet, it. and we had such deep conversations. Yeah. I think that's what really brought us closer is like we walked through this like physical mental spiritual challenge together of fasting and seeking the lord through that um but then we also through that had some really deep like life conversations theological conversations like it was um i think after a season of like a lot of bickering a lot of butting heads a lot of feeling like she doesn't understand me like (laughs) that whole kind of thing of really feeling understood by each other and asking questions and yeah. it was just a really sweet We need day. another one of those. We do. We need to do that. Yeah. Um, well, and I remember the next year um, I was overseas mm-hmm. or no, two years later, I was overseas in Ecuador on Good Friday and my friend fasted with me that whole day and um, it was very special um, to carry that on into like a new friendship and yeah. um, like... I don't know. It's just really, really sweet. Yeah. So that's a really good memory. What else? Didn't you have another one? Um, oh, when Texas had our crazy snowstorms. Oh, yes. One of the few. 2021, I mean, though. This yeah. was like, we fully got snow. Um, it was on our ice like last I, year. How long did we stay in our house? Like, we didn't leave for... It was a few days. I oh, mean, it was like a week. Like, it's like it we had crazy. that snow, it stopped, and then we had another uh-huh. one come in. And which it kept coming. And I mean, we, we live near Austin, and that's not normal. It was crazy. And it like, was snow. We Samaritan's made a, purse we was made coming a, to help We made people. a killer snowman. Oh, like, we, did. we never get to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but that's just a really sweet memory, because we were literally in the house together, like, 24 7 and we were just dying to go outside yeah. so we would like bundle up and go on walks in the snow which again like to, for some people like they're like whatever like, yeah but for texans that's <laughs> yeah, like it was a big deal it was the monumental like well and it was it, again the sun was at we it was beautiful so when we'd go walk out in the snow um it was so cold and we had our we, we just had one it's just wayland yeah then. Mm-hmm. and um I also remember, like, we went through so much firewood, and Mary Grace and I had a little uh, system. And if you're wondering, <laughs> where's the rest of your family? My my <laughs> husband, my son, uh, is married, so he he wasn't here. And my husband had, and still has cattle, and so he during that time had to be out breaking ice on troughs and taking care <laughs> of cows. And um, so yeah, so. Uh, Mary Grace and I had a little assembly line of the firewood of getting that, you know, up onto the little stand uh-huh. on the on the porch um, and then into the house. Um, so we are, I mean, we are like pioneer women. Oh, if we you, literally, if I mean, you I think had about that it. training as a young girl. <laughs> yes, you had that little house on the prairie training. Yeah, and it prepared me for yeah. those moments. I remember we were so low on groceries and yeah. like, we like, we were so blessed and we very much had enough yes, food we did um but we were very low on groceries and we love to chef it up in the kitchen <laughs> but we had no avocados and we like need do you know what i'm talking yes. about yes we like needed avocados but all we had was frozen avocado like from the bag you buy at the store and she was like i'm gonna like dethaw this avocado do you want any <laughs> That didn't and I work was out. Like, Mom, that is so gross. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm going to try it. And yeah. yeah, it was disgusting. That didn't work out. No. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was a sweet memory, though. Um, that's way better than ice storms. Um, 
memories because those weren't as sweet. And you weren't here for that one. Yeah, um, no. But Wow, that was um, a long answer to those questions. I know. We have a lot of we memories. We have so many. Um, okay, because I know everyone's going to get tired of listening to us. So we will, we will get to the end. We have um, a couple more questions. Let's touch on, like, health. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, we know that's that's a part of my, your age is not your cage. And, um, the question was, um, about physical and mental well-being to share tips, challenges, and successes, um, on the journey to a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What, what, what you got? Yeah. So I have a lot to say on this. <laughs> Having a mom who is a health coach and is passionate about this. And I mean, we grew up with, with this lifestyle of um, being, quote, healthy, like whatever that means to you. Um, But yeah, I think I would just say um, the first thing would be um, a really, really wise piece of advice that I got a couple years ago was whatever you do, do it from freedom. And um, I think showing your daughter what freedom in health and wellness looks like is really, really important. Um, And for me, like when you read in 1 Samuel, um, Hannah, she gave her season as a mom um, to the Lord before she was ever a mom. Um, And for me right now, I am currently working in this area um, to just seek freedom in all areas of my life. for when I am a mom one day. And that is something that um, my mom is really showing me and teaching me. And I think when it comes to just health and wellness and all the things, I don't really have a ton of like tips and things. It's a huge passion of mine as well. My mom has definitely passed that down to me, just a passion for um, functional medicine and Um, health and wellness and all of those good things Um, but I think rather than giving like specific tips on that I think one of the biggest things when it comes to mothers and daughters in this area um, is just showing your daughter how to walk in freedom as women Um, body image diets working out all the things um, can be really really hard sometimes and it can be a huge challenge and I can guarantee you (laughs) 99.99% that your daughter has looked in the mirror and not liked what she saw Mm -hmm. and um, that the world has told your daughter that she should look differently than the way she looks no matter what she looks like Um, and so I would say as a mom um, and I'm not a mom but from a daughter's perspective um, having a mom to be there to remind your daughter um, of who the Lord says she is and her identity in in him um, in that. Um, And then also just holistic health. Holistic health is all around health. It's not just, you know, um, doing a really insane diet and killing yourself on the treadmill. Like Mm -hmm. holistic health is mental health. It's spiritual health. It's emotional, relational health. It's it's physical health. Like it's all around health. That's the word holistic. And so I think check in with your daughter and check in with her on how she's doing in other areas and um, how yeah. she's doing in 
in many different areas in her life and um, not just like, are you eating clean right now? Mm -hmm. Like it's so much more than that. And the Lord has called us to steward our bodies well. And especially as women, um, I think you can have a very unique relationship with your daughter in this area of just hormone health and like all of the really like wonderful things um, that we get to steward as women. Um, But I would say just really showing what freedom looks like and I think you really showed us so much your life has always been very nourished I don't know if that's the right word but you were always very focused on nourishment and what can I add to my life rather than deprivation and like what can I take away and how can I um starve myself in different areas of life and how can I you know I don't know just it was never that kind of thing it was how can I add and gratitude and um you love your supplement routine. You love yeah. trying crazy foods and crazy different things that yeah. benefit your body. And it was always about um, nourishment. And I think that was really good for me to see, um, to have a mom that loved to nourish herself well and fuel herself with good things um, that were gifts from the Lord. Um, and then something else on that um, that you can touch on as well of just please never comment on your daughter's weight. Like, I I think that walking your daughter through struggles with weight, body image, health, working out, etc., that's such a gift to get to steward that and get to um, walk your daughter through those questions and those things. Um, you get to be a light and a voice and someone who can be there for her. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but... I very much take a lot of things that my mom says <laughs> as truth <laughs> and, you know, always bring everything to the Lord. But when I hear something from my mom, like there's always that, well, my mom said this. <clears throat> and so there will be times where a lie will come into my head and I'm like, oh, well, my mom taught me this. And I think that's really, really beautiful that you get to steward that. And it's an honor um, to steward that well. And I'm kind of rambling now, but yeah. um, um. Well, and um, yeah, I had a couple thoughts trying to trying to gather them as I'm thinking. Um, I know one of the things that I think is so important, you can't push any kind of agenda or anything on your kids, your family. The more you push or say you should eat, that you need to eat mm-hmm. this, you need to exercise, you need to go run or you need to do this, the more it can turn them away from that. And I think one of the biggest things is just lead by example in whatever you're doing. You just go uh, go to the gym or go walk or be active or play games with your friends, um, outdoor stuff or uh, whatever food you're eating. And don't hear us wrong here. It's not that there was never food in here that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we ate things. It wasn't like we were just eating... Uh, you know, I don't know, kale and Brussels sprouts. (laughs) I mean, by any means. But um, as I learned, I just started learning more about what our bodies need as you guys were growing up and what, what fuels our bodies. Well, as, as my husband will now say, um, your dad, um, you know, he'll, when he, when he says something doesn't taste good or whatever, but he'll go, it's just fuel. 
It's just fuel, fuel for the body. Um, because I can drink or eat something that doesn't taste so great, but if I know it's good for me, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can, I can, you know, gulp this down. But I think it was always just making it a part of our life and not pushing it upon them and hoping that uh, they would learn and and grow through it. And you know, the, you'll get pushback on stuff, and you'll get, I'm not taking that, or I don't want to do that, or and that's okay, you know, and they'll find the things that work for them or right for them. And um, a lot of times we'll come back to you then and go, hey, what was that you were telling me I should take for this? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't You know, stuff like that. But on for females, because we know there's so much more out there now and social media and just so much more stuff that I, one of the biggest things I said was, don't, as the parent, the mother, cut yourself down in front of your kids. Don't say, mm. oh my gosh, I'm so fat. I need to go on a diet. Oh my gosh, I need to go work out because I ate two brownies or, mm. oh my gosh, you know, whatever it is for you, just don't do it. Um, and that's one thing I always tried to focus on uh, because I grew up with not good body image. And now I try to focus on being in front of a mirror and maybe seeing my flaws, but going, but those are beautiful because of this. And this is beautiful because of this. And I think that's what your daughter needs to know too, is um, God made her the way she is, formed her the way she is, and that um, she's beautiful the way she is. And encourage her in whatever ways that you can in that, pointing to who Jesus says she is. And then just leading by example. And and Mary Grace touched on it so well about it's not just the, the food you're eating. Um, it's also the spiritual and the mental. It is the mindset. And that is one of the biggest things that I, I push with my clients is if you're not believing in yourself and you're not speaking life over yourself and, and you're constantly saying, I can't do this or um, I'll never be able to do whatever, um, you're probably not going to do it. You know, speak life into that, get your mindset, believing in good health, believing that, um, I can feel good, believing I can fuel my body with good things. And so mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of it is just pouring in, um, into every one of those areas that you mentioned, uh, pouring into your kids with that. And, mm -hmm. Um, again, it's an area where you can pray with your kids over that. You know, you can pray about um, if they're struggling with any foods or body image. Ask them. Because like Mary Grace said, I assure you, if they are on any kind of social media or something, they are dealing with it. And talk to them and ask mm -hmm. them and make sure that this isn't something they're struggling with. And if it is, that you can walk through it with mm -hmm. them. And you've never made me feel like shame for anything right like if i don't know like if i'm eating a brownie or whatever yeah. like you're not like mm, should you be eating yeah. that mm. Like, mm. yeah like no like no i'm usually like how many yeah, are like, left Can I have some? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i yeah. think that's really really sweet too is just showing balance and um i think like to the moms like you don't realize how much your daughter is watching you <laughs> yeah and um even just things that i've like learned from you like discipline like you are the most disciplined person. It's it's crazy. And like even from like when you would go teach workouts at like four thirty in the morning, um, to other women and like it like that wasn't for you and what you looked like. Like you would go 
teach other people how to get stronger and um like relational health like seeing you like even now like we were talking about earlier like prioritize like welcoming other women in and growing stronger relationships and all of these things um I think it's just really sweet to see an example and I think uh encouragement for women my age and you can speak on this if this is true (laughs) but encouragement of just like I was saying um Hannah gave her season as a mother to the Lord before she was even a mother. And I think now surrendering things and working on pursuing freedom in body image, in your relationship with food and wellness so that you can show your kids, um, hey, like this is what freedom looks like. This is what it looks like to walk in um, freedom and and wellness. And it's not just yo-yo dieting and um, killing yourself and hurting yourself. Like that's harmful. That's not what the Lord wants. Like when he calls us to steward our bodies, like that's, that's not what we're called to do. So. And, and when I look at steward, stewarding your bodies and nourishing your bodies and nourishing my family and helping to feel my family, I'm not looking at how many calories or fat or macros or whatever. That's not the goal. The goal is, um, learning to read the ingredients and the labels and know what kind of foods I'm feeding my family and what kind of foods are going to serve them best. That was always more of my focus and became more of my focus as I learned about, um, just different illnesses and health and, and watching your papa go through what he went through. Um, knowing that, 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 that choice over there, that is not worth me doing every single day to, if, if it's going to lead me down this path of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always, it's, it's not about eating the, the cookie or the brownie or whatever. It's like, okay, what are we putting in that serving our body and stewarding it? Well, mm-hmm. um, and learning what that is and learning, about what foods you're putting in your body, I think is so important. Yeah, and even like we like we just passed the holiday season, like you and I encouraged each other, like yeah. we were like, we really don't want to feel like <laughs> yeah. ill right. after this holiday season, but at the same time, we want to enjoy all yeah. of the goodness. And we did. And, yeah. And we enjoyed some of the sweet treats, and then we did this stuff, but it, it was so nice to not just feel sluggish and awful, um, because we did, for the most part, feel our bodies well, mm-hmm. you know? It, and, it wasn't an obsession, but it right. was, hey, like, we both want to prioritize this. And I think that's another thing, just how I was saying, like, feeling really no shame about things is, right. um, like, it's growing up is really hard. And um, I've gone through seasons of, like, now I'm a college student, and maybe I'll come home and I look a little different than when I left. Or... Um, different things like that. And you've never made me feel shame for that. And, um, you've never made me, I don't know. You've never made me feel like there's something wrong with me. You've always encouraged me to seek wellness. And, um, sometimes for women that does look like gaining weight. Sometimes it, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that's healthy. And sometimes that's, I don't know, you just would encourage me through that and walk me through that. Yeah. And I always felt like I could come to you if I was ever struggling with anything like that. Yeah. So I think that's, um, just an encouragement to people too. Um, again, just kind of like we've been talking about this whole time, like keeping that openness. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I would add to that in encouraging, um, your kids to, 
learn to cook with you, to learn what you're doing, to when you're in the kitchen, um, you know, do things together and help them to learn, um, show them if you're using anything bagged or boxed or whatever, read the ingredients together, look them up and be like, you know, learn together about um, the things that you're they're putting in their body. And that's their best way they're going to make decisions down the road um, in what they're doing and, and create more of a desire for it versus, oh, my mom said I can't have this or I can't have that. Yeah. But help them to learn so then they're choosing it because they've learned about it and they've gotten the knowledge on on the foods or the exercise or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like a moral thing. It's not yeah. like if you eat this, you're a bad person. Right. Like that's um, that can get really, really dangerous yeah. and can be really hard. And yeah. Um, so just like learning, like just educating yourself it, and just learning yeah. and, and enjoying again what it adds to your life and um, yeah. what it brings in instead of what it takes out and obsessing over it. Just... Um, yeah, again, just gratitude. and. Uh, uh, I mean, again, what I always tell my clients, learn to be your own best health advocate because you have to advocate for yourself. You have to be the one that is learning these things so you can advocate for your health when you need to. And I think that's that's the best way to teach our kids is to educate, be active with them, um, do help them to learn in the kitchen, go to the grocery store, let them help you. Um, whatever ways that you can do it in a way that's also fun to them where they don't even realize they're being educated and they're Mm -hmm. learning, but they're having fun with it. Um, And it has to be sustainable. That's the other big thing is it has to be a sustainable lifestyle or you're not going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what, what we try to do is make it sustainable where um, you can stick with what you're doing because you're wanting to do what's best for your body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, I know we were on that a while, um, but it's very important to us. This is probably going to be a two part podcast because, um, as everyone can hear, we're a little wordy. Um, but I feel like it's good stuff. I mean, yeah. Hopefully really the listeners stuff. feel like it's good stuff, but it's, it's stuff I, I feel like it's important to share as a mother and daughter. Yeah. Um, so with that said, let's, um, Let's go to um, these last two. What did your daughter think about your kidney donation and how did you inspire her? And for those listeners that haven't been listening before, um, I donated a kidney on June 7th of 2023 to a lifelong dear friend of mine, Tammy. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a big thing in the year. So I will let you answer that question. Yeah. So this was really hard for me. Like this was a really hard season and I really, really struggled with a lot of fear and, um, anxiety and just questioning, um, through my mom donating a kidney. Like it was really challenging for me and, um, I very much was clenching on to her <laughs> for dear life of, you know. Well, because you weren't living here. I you wasn't living college. here. I was removed from it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, just the thought of anything happening to her, like, would keep me up at night. And it was a really, like, 
interesting experience, very strange feeling of just anxiety. Like it, it was crippling. It was really, really hard. Um, and I just had this, like, nothing can ever happen to my mom. And it, it was really challenging. Um, but yeah, through her surgery, I think the first thing I can remember of, um, just on this topic is I remember walking into her hospital room like right after her surgery. Like she had just gotten out of surgery and like just woken up and we're all walking in and we're like, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? Like, like asking her like how she's doing, bombarding her, (laughs) all surrounding her bed as she's like just waking up. And the first thing she asks is, how's Tammy? Like, how's Tammy? That's all she cared about was, how's Tammy? And um, my dad started telling her, like, what a successful surgery it was and how Tammy was doing great. And um, you just started, like, tearing up. And I just remember in that moment of, like, as someone who is really passionate about women's ministry and... um, serving other women and women friendships and all the things um I just remember sitting there being like this is what women's ministry is like this is what it is and um you know (laughs) we can have all of the fancy brunches and events and flashy retreats and like all of these things which are all really good and and wonderful but like how are we treating each other and how are we loving each other and are we willing to lay down our lives for for our friends? Like, yeah. like it was just beautiful. And I was like, this is how women are supposed to love each other and treat each other. And um, that was just really beautiful and inspiring for me to see. So, um, yeah, overall, I'm just so proud of her. And um, it was really, really hard. And um, I'm not going to pretend like it, it was all easy. Um, it's really challenging to have a family member voluntarily have an organ removed like that's (laughs) like that's that's really hard and that's you know um but overall I was like oh my gosh like who am I to say that my my mom shouldn't do something the Lord is calling her to like her her best childhood friend needs a kidney like to survive and she's stepping up like oh my goodness like that's beautiful and that is um literally what Jesus did like he literally sacrificed all of his organs, his whole body, like his whole everything. And, um, it was just really cool to watch, um, and just learn and have a new perspective of what like women's ministry actually should look like. Mm. That's beautiful. I haven't heard you explain it like that. And, um, you know, I think, and I've talked about this, so I'm not going to touch on this much in previous podcasts. If you're interested, go back and listen. I've done a couple podcasts with Tammy, my recipient, who, by the way, is doing absolutely amazing. She's thriving, and so am I. Um, I haven't missed a beat. I, I feel exactly the same. Um, but I think when initially I applied to do this, like many of Tammy's family and friends did, I really didn't think I was going to get picked. And so I think for my family... neither did they. So it really wasn't such a big deal when I first talked about it. And then as more and more kept happening, it was like, wow, this is getting more real and more real. And before you know it, yeah, it was, it was real. And, um, I think if I could say anything on it, if, if, 
you're doing any kind of procedure um, that um, is even similar to this, um, you don't really think about as much about what your family, what is, what, what are my family's thoughts? And, um, but I'll say in it, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to let them sway it because I felt so strongly that this is where the Lord put me. I could have never, ever done this without him opening the doors. Every time I prayed about it and prayed about the next thing, the door would open, the door would open. I'm like, wow. It's, and, and then I'd be like, are you, sh- are you sure, God? I'm real. I'm not sure you understood that. You know, this means I'm, I'm having surgery on June 7th. And so I think that um, without the peace of Jesus, I could have never done it. And I've talked about it in the podcast. I, I, I felt that peace the day of the surgery, after the surgery. Um, and so it just... Would I have ever guessed that that was going to be a part of my 2023? Never. Um, But it was, and I'm so thankful. And I see my friend just thriving and doing amazing where now she would have been on dialysis and and who knows where her life would be. So um, I'm I'm just thankful that I had a healthy, which Tammy will tell you that, you know, the most amazing kidney ever that she named Rocky. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just thankful that the Lord gave me that healthy kidney to, to give to her and that all went well. So, um, so with that said, we'll wrap it up around this last question and anything else that comes to mind, um, on how the question was, how is your relationship with each other and with God deepened over the years? So, I mean, gosh, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would say one thing is just maturity. Yeah. Um, I feel like with you seeing me in my ugliest moments and still loving me, um, I oftentimes would kind of just see you as my personal, like, dumping ground. <laughs> and I would just, like, blurt it all out onto you. And I just, over time, have just matured in that area and realized that you're human too. And, um, that isn't always healthy and that isn't always what our relationship is supposed to look like. And so I think as I have matured, we have become like our friendship has gotten deeper and I've been really thankful for that. Um, I also just think that, we just have a greater appreciation for the time that we do get together because we're kind of like long distance besties now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not living together constantly um, like we used to be. So I feel like that has honestly like made our relationship stronger in a way. Like our our conversations, like I said, are just more mature and very meaningful because, you know, we only get a few phone calls or we only get a week together for Thanksgiving or something like that. Right. Um, I just feel like we've grown a lot in um, just really soaking up our time together well and using it well. Well, and also um, you and I had a kind of a talk about the season of life I'm in and just all the changes for dad and I and the age we're at and, you know, losing uh, my dad and just 
just this age of empty nesting, but not fully empty nesting because you come home and there's just so much to this season of life. And I plan to do a podcast on it because there's so much to unpack. But I also look at this season you're in, when we do get time together, I want to embrace and enjoy every bit of it because, I mean, it's only going to continue to change as you keep getting older Mm -hmm. and you graduate college and you get a full-time job and I don't know where you're going to live. You're not going to have the luxuries you do now. If you get married one day and then you have this other family, it's just, it's like, that's why I always try and be so focused now on being present Mm -hmm. um, in these seasons, in these moments. Um, And if I could encourage you know, moms out there, it's just, that's so important in, in every single season is just being present. And even when my son and daughter-in-law were just here at Christmas and it's not worrying about if the house is clean or, or anything, it's enjoy your time with your people. Because for one, you never know if you get tomorrow and you recognize it more when you get to my age. And when you do lose someone, you just don't know. Tomorrow's not promised, and um, so it's in, it's embracing those those times together, and you know. So I think um, on that for me on I think how has your relationship with each other and with God deepened? I think with God it's deepened for me. I mean, I just rely on him so much more, go to him so much more. He's where I get my hope, my strength, my trust, my every single thing. And I, he's shown me the importance of being present, being in the moment, you know, resting in that, not rushing past it. Being intentional um, is a big one for, for, in my family and with my friends, I'm so much more intentional now than I've ever been. And I encourage that now, I, you know, I wish I'd been a lot of this, but, and this isn't regret. Of, this is just me trying to encourage those out there that you can do this now. Say you're in your 30s, 40s. Be more intentional now. If you're not that present with your kids, if you're on your phone, if you're distracted doing other things, Start focusing little steps on being more present with them and laughing and enjoying. And I think um, that, um, I don't know, I just feel like what you said, the maturity, all that is what has deepened our relationship too. And it's just God making me more aware of the areas that he wanted me to be more like him. That's good. So... Anything else that we want to share that maybe we didn't that um, that comes to mind or came to mind while we were talking or um, you feel like we covered it all? Everyone knows us. Yeah, I think they, so. <laughs> they have um, a lot of... And, and, you know, Mary Grace is 20, almost 21, and I am 59. So I did not have her until I was 38 years old. So, you know, I am a mom of that is also older in years. Um, And um, there's times I wish, of course, that I had many more years. um, But it's also why it's important me to be present and intentional and keep myself as healthy as possible um, 
so that I can live out a long life and enjoy my family and my kids. And um, it's it's what matters in life, you know? Yeah, so good. Um, okay, well, I think that's all I have. This was so fun. I know, it was so fun. And, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll come back uh, at some point when you slow down and then you can give updates on your <laughs> Rome journey and course, what's always. next and... Um, anything else that, that we decide we want to talk about. So I think this needs to be, a, you know, kind of a regular thing, maybe a couple times a year. I would love that. Um, since you are the only one in the fam not doing a podcast now. I know. I mean, I, I need we've to catch all up. done one, so. I need to catch up. Now you're a guest, so you're yeah. going to get the bug and be ready, ready to hit it. Yeah, I'm honored. I'm um. honored to be a guest. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. And so, okay, we are going to wrap this up. I hope everyone enjoyed this. If you have any questions, I always put all my contact info in the show notes. And you can reach out to me. You can find me um, mainly on Instagram um, at your age is not your cage. And I have, um, I'm on YouTube and also Facebook. But don't forget, also, it helps so much when you rate and review and follow and do all the things. But I know what I forgot. Mary Grace, tell us (laughs) what you do that keeps you from letting your age be your cage. I can't can't believe I was going to let that important question go by. We might have already lost listeners because I was closing out. But um, it's okay. Okay. The real one stuck around. Yes, the real one stuck around, and they get to hear. How do you not let your age be your cage? Okay, so I would say one of the one of my favorite verses is in Ecclesiastes twelve, and it talks about um, allowing the Lord to have the first fruits of your life, and it basically says, "Remember your Creator in the days of your youth," and. Um, For me, I think that a lot of people, you know, I'm in my 20s. It's time to live it up. It's time to go crazy and um, do as much as I can because before I know it, life will be over. Um, That's pretty much what I'm told um, very often. And um, I think there's something really beautiful about going against that um, claim. And um, there's so much beauty in giving the Lord the first fruits of your life and giving the Lord your youth and surrendering it to him. Um, and you know, the world offers us a lot of things. Um, the world offers young people, a lot of things, a lot of, um, solutions to problems that don't actually solve the problem. A lot of, um, numbing tactics, a lot of, just a lot of things. And, um, none of them satisfy and it's counterfeit satisfaction um and we can only be satisfied in the lord and so i think for me um not saying that you know not letting my age be my cage in the way that you know i have to go absolutely insane and go crazy and and completely like honestly throw my life away because i'm 20 like no like now's the time to start living and and in that um living with the Lord, I've never found more freedom than, than I have living with him and, um, getting to uniquely enjoy relationship with him in a way that, 
um, I won't be able to in my 30s, 40s, 50s. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like right now I'm 20 and that is a very unique age to enjoy relationship with the Lord. And so just soaking in all of that and enjoying that relationship with him as a young person. um, Honestly, everyone says, you know, Christians have no fun, (laughs) but um, I've never had more fun than um, spending time with him and, and seeking him through my decisions and, um, seeing the world through the lens of the gospel. And, um, yeah, so that's my answer. That's good. And I will say to that in your fun, just the kind of fun that you have with your friends is like true fun Mm -hmm. and the relationships that you have with the beautiful friends that you have is fun. And I mean, it really is the things that you all do and this silly games and the mm-hmm. just the things you do together is fun. It's very life giving. Yeah, and so I think it's it's great. It's way more life giving than um, the alternatives. So um, <laughs> yeah. that was great. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so on that note, we are truly going to wrap up. Yep. And we are going to end this. Yes, this is this is the end. But I had so much fun, and. Um, I'm not going to let you leave in nine days. Um, <laughs> so in nine days, I'll be a puddle on the floor. No, I'm kidding. I'll pack her in my suitcase. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll be, I'll be okay. Um, but no, this truly was. It was so fun. I love doing this. And we'll do it again. But again, just thank you so much for joining us on Your Age Is Not Your Cage with Carla Allen. And I will see you on the other side on the next one. Okay. See you soon. Bye.